What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to The WAN Show. We've got a fantastic show for you guys today with obviously the big headline topic being Apple's event this week. Yes. They went and they, I mean, it's like their entire corporate strategy is put an M1 in it. They went, they put the M1 chips in. Topic Whoa, what Apple's is that? Stop, please. Week. Ah, oh, terrible. Sorry about that. They put an M1 in pretty much everything and we're going to talk through what that means not just for their products but also for you know potentially the environment we did a little video this week on product repairability and right to repair and putting m1s and things definitely has an impact on that we're also going to talk about the no we're not going to talk about that ah yes the project x cloud beta that rolled out on ios and pc that makes project x cloud an even more compelling option than it was already for those of you out there who are still struggling to get a graphics card and what else we got luke we have some uh, uh, some non-news topics as well, talking about how Linus brought go-karts home for his kids, which sounds amazing. I'm going to tell you uh, all about them. They're so cool. you got to come over and try them sometime. Anyway, carry on. And, and uh, that Linus might be building a PC with a basketball star? Yes. Oh, I am so excited to talk about that. Okay, yeah, we're going to have a great show for you guys today. And let's go ahead and roll that intro. And the show is brought to you today by Private Internet Access, Ridge Wallet, and Seasonic. Why don't we jump right into our first topic of the day, and that is, of course, Apple's Fall 420 event. Now, I think that, um, what do you want to start with, Luke? Do you want to start with their tile competitor, the AirTags tracker, or the Apple TV almost, refresh? I, I think the, the tile competitor thing is almost its its own topic entirely due to the uh, the friction that they're having with uh, what is the even other brand tile. I never had tile yes yeah. the friction they're having with tile so maybe let's leave that off and, and sure. do the the slew of M1 products all right so man this iPad Pro now Luke have you ever owned a tablet in your life no have you ever had any desire to own a tablet in your life nope okay stop looking at the specs stop looking at the specs close your okay. eyes and imagine yes. this okay. It's a 12.9 inch display, okay? So this is okay. a freaking, this is a big tablet, okay? It's big yeah. enough for like real man hands, all right? Okay. okay, it's got a type C port on the bottom, but we already had that, okay? We already had that on the iPad Pro, but get this, the type C port is freaking Thunderbolt. Okay, that's pretty sick. Okay, so we've got a Thunderbolt iPad, okay? Now, let me tell you about the CPU or rather the SOC. Apple, they went and they put the same M1 processor from their recent MacBook Pro and MacBook Air. They went, they threw it in an iPad. And for all the jokes that we made about the new M1 MacBooks being basically iPads with keyboards and without touchscreens, the M1 processor... That is, a, that is a very good thing going in this direction. It's a very good thing going in both directions. It was never sure, meant to yeah. mean that iPad Pros were not fast. 
it was meant to mean that, okay, these devices are obviously converging here, and it, that yeah. has come to fruition. We have an M1-equipped iPad Pro. Now, here's the kicker, okay? Imagine this. In a mobile device, a 1,000-nit backlit screen, 1,600 nits peak brightness with 2,500 local dimming zones. Okay, you can open your eyes now. You can open your eyes okay. now. I don't actually fully understand why they were closed. They were closed so you could imagine I better. The, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated the experience regardless. So this iPad, which starts at, what does awesome. it start at? Like $900 or something like that? Can't remember the pricing. Doesn't matter. The point is this iPad will be probably the fastest computing device in your household when it comes to single threaded or even lightly threaded tasks. It will be, it will have the fastest connectivity in your household with a 40 gigabit per second connection that you could use for, yeah, I mean, it runs iPad OS. So I wouldn't necessarily expect that you're going to be hooking up like your audio interface to it anytime soon, but who knows what the future is going to hold, at least the capabilities there now, but you could definitely hook up something like a pro display XDR 6k external display with you know, a USB hub for all your peripherals, use the thing as a freaking, you know, iPad OS freaking desktop. And, and get this, it will probably be the best HDR content viewing experience in your household in the range of $1,000. So yes, an iPad is an expensive device for a tablet, which to me, the utility is would you very, buy one? Very limited. I mean, we're talking like what would what, what, what do you use a tablet for? Like watching porn in bed? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not. It's the best device for that. Well, Linus. it is. Come on. I'm not going to well, argue. Actually, maybe not because VR headsets exist. But well, oh, it, come on. It's and up there. You're okay? not going to have a VR headset in your. Oh, I guess they've got the standalone ones. Okay, that's fair I enough. I guarantee you people do. I, I guarantee. Okay, you know what? I take your guarantee. I will see your guarantee <laughs> and raise you to guarantee. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I just mean. Okay, yeah, VR headset. Okay, fine. But, <laughs> it's up there, though. But, I will oh, give it that. For okay, sure. okay. It's the best device for um, um, watching Netflix on the couch while your SO is watching something else on the TV. And if you have the sure. kind of disposable income that you can buy a device that is dedicated to that, then the <laughs> iPad has got you covered. But, but with these changes, now it's so much more. Because, okay, you can't use the last-gen Magic Keyboard, but if you add a Magic Keyboard, now all of a sudden, it's a fold-out little laptop thing that also you can disconnect. It's basically a convertible, but with extra steps. And that display, a thousand nits full-screen brightness, Luke! This is real HDR! Yeah, why can't you use the previous keyboard? I don't know, because go What's the possible yourself. limitation there? Like, <laughs> That's so ridiculous. I mean, it's like a little thicker. So like, I don't know, maybe there's a physical compatibility that could possibly have been overcome by the billions and billions of dollars that Apple spends uh, yes. on R&D. Uh, of course, yes. That's possible. Oh, that, that, that part just annoys me. But may maybe it is like, yeah, maybe there's some shape issues or something. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, we haven't been hands on with it yet. But OK, mm -hmm. so, so now, that, now that we've talked through that this thing is barely even an iPad anymore. Could you possibly be compelled to use it? To use it? Yes. Sure. Okay. To pay almost anything for it, 
No. <laughs> Almost anything. Okay. A hundred bucks. Mm, probably oh, not. Are you serious? Well, if I could flip it, hundred guarantee. That's not what I'm asking. That's I not... wouldn't use it. So, like, it's it's not the fact that it's a really good deal doesn't matter because okay. I don't think I would ever use what it. What about so for no... gaming? You don't have a single other iOS device in. Your... Hold on, you bear with me now, sir. Okay. Okay. You don't for that have... game that you want to play. You don't have a single other iOS device in your house, so why not for gaming like you could play compelling exclusives like fantasian and i don't know if they have any other ones i feel like pulling out a viva la dirt league and just like keyboard slamming someone over the head and be like no one games on max like, I, I don't know i don't I have no idea like what like no i'm i'm good i have i have plenty of devices in this house that i can play games on um and what a what a terrible buying a tablet for gaming no but it has thunderbolt it has thunderbolt so you can connect it to anything but you're still running ipad os yeah but like yeah but what that's yeah, but... horrible okay hold on when's the last time you used ipad os <laughs> it's been a long time okay okay didn't you have an ipad like quite a while ago at your house or something i still have an ipad too at my house. Yeah, that, that was probably it. That yeah. iPad was probably okay. the last so, one. <laughs> iPad OS has changed a lot. It does support keyboard and mouse properly. For what? Properly what do you play on it? No, 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 no. I don't mean from like a gaming standpoint even. I just mean you can just okay. like use okay. a keyboard and mouse on it. So if you were just word processing, doing whatever. Oh, 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 there you could use it for, um, uh, I believe the update came. Ah, oh, shoot. Who are those guys that we worked with that have a... Um, uh, it's not Parsec, but it's another kind of similar thing. But I'm pretty sure Parsec probably has it working. So you could stream games to your iPad if you're just like on the couch or whatever. Um, so you could you do that it. to a laptop. Yeah, you could do that to a laptop. Yes, which but, I have. Which you have already, but your laptop doesn't have an HDR display on it with 1600 nit peak brightness. Okay, so you could okay. HDR game. Not that any of those game streaming services support HDR yet, anyway. But at <laughs> no. some point, they might. Um, Escapement Dog says an iPad. But I mean, as as Marquez tweeted on Twitter, you don't buy things with pro for 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 software promises down the line. So I I would not get it for that reason. Uh, Escapement Dog says an iPad is great for reading digital magazines. No, don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry, Escapement Dog. Uh, you, that you, was not going to work. You're a Floatplane <laughs> subscriber, and so I'm not going to be too rude to you because thank you very much, but. Are you for real? What ma what <laughs> magazines? What what do people read? Magazines? What, what generation are you in? But seriously, thank you very much for being. Yes, appreciate it. Thanks for supporting. Um. Yeah. Okay. 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 Sky Scanner says I have an iPad Mini for my drone. That is a great application for the Mini. We're not talking about the Mini, but hey, cool. That's great. Sure. And you don't need any of the features or to spend anywhere near as much. Again, though, mm -hmm. if it's at that one hundred dollar discounted price, and I cared, sure. Okay. Uh, but I still, I still don't. J two VL says Rainway. Rainway was the one I'm talking about, where you could keyboard and mouse Rainway. game on an iPad, streaming from your gaming PC. Uh, apocalyptic on, th apocalyptic on three says Linus puts way more value in HDR than I think the average person does. The average person doesn't put a lot of value in HDR because the average person hasn't experienced HDR properly. HDR is a big difference maker. I mean, Luke, now that you, you know, have an HDR you know, TV, would you go back? 
Uh, well, I mean, I would, but it's a fantastic feature, and I like it a lot. Um, it, it's very noticeable you when you're playing HDR content. Piece of <laughs> like, I just can't even. Oh, it, it is very nice, and you can really tell when you're watching content on the TV that does have HDR. Yeah. Um, do you remember when you got Floatplane to uh, make it so that HDR content could could be played through the website? Do you remember that? I do. Do you remember when it was super urgent because you guys were going to totally pivot to everything being filmed and uploaded in HDR? Do you remember that? Well, I remember. Do you remember I that you like guys only uploaded one video in that format and it took like a lot of work? I remember to, a thing like this happening. System. I remember a thing like this happening. I can't say that I remember when it happened because my memory doesn't go back that far. <laughs> it, was, it was quite a while ago. Do you know we're still supporting that? <laughs> Uh, yes. So, okay. In fairness, we are working on it. Um, Ed oh, says, so, okay. That was actually a somewhat genuine question because yes. I needed to know because we were wondering if, because we're doing some upgrades Just and we deprecated. need to know if we were bringing it. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I mean, we're bringing it along for the ride. Ed okay, is still okay. working on the workflow for that. So ultimately it's funny, but what it comes down to is that Floatplane is not getting HDR because Adobe and YouTube still haven't gotten together and figured out how to have Premiere output all the metadata in a format that YouTube can natively understand and accept. Got it. Okay. So yeah. that is why. Sounds good. I, I, uh, yeah, that, that, my friends, is how you pivot Wancho into a Floatplane work meeting. Um, okay, great. Sorry. Do you have any more uh, Land use Shark. cases for Land the Shark says, okay. I read The Economist. Also, reading books is nice on a tablet. I, you know, I can't get into it. I can't get into it. For me, the the Galaxy Fold was kind of a game changer for me because it was something that I had on me all the time. Like I actually read more when I was daily driving a Fold. Speaking of which, and also float plane related, um, is Jaden ever going to send back my Fold Z2? No. Yes. yes Z Fold 2 or whatever they call the stupid I thing. I thought he sent that out already. Okay, cool. Right yeah, if I can get that back, that would be great. Thanks. Um, so that was a game changer for me, but I would never go get a tablet for that. If I'm going to go get a device, like I have to actually get up off my high knee. I don't have it on me already. I got to go get one. I'm going to go get a Kindle or something with an e-ink display. I, I was going to say right when you said I would way rather have an e-ink display. By the way, yeah. I saw a really cool project not that long ago. I should have thrown this in the dock actually, but yeah. um, I think it was a few weeks back. I saw a really cool project where someone made uh, a very large like I think it was like a monitor-sized e-ink. He didn't make this. Um, he worked. He developed on top of it. But he bought this very large, like monitor-sized e-ink display, vertical mounted on the wall, and then had it grab random newspapers from his area and display them. And it looked like super cool. And I thought there'd be some other cool things, just because you don't read newspapers that you could do with it. Um, e-ink displays are freaking awesome. Yeah, they're um, super cool. And it's kind of unfortunate that tech hasn't really been going further than e-readers this but, is great this is from yeah. rod uh from bs mods uh give luke a hundred bucks what would he be more likely to buy an ipad pro or a tube tv for retro games Ooh, yeah tube tv for retro games it depends if it's good though you get a you get a killer deal you find a good one yeah yeah the, neither yeah. of those is happening at a hundred dollars if we're being realistic no. like crappy no. tube tvs you can get them for free if you're willing to haul them away but the yeah. good ones are actually starting to become like, really honestly, expensive. if I had acquired them when they were worth nothing five, eight, ten years ago, and I just stored them in a warehouse, warehouse till now, that's probably one of the best investments that I could have made. 
Like yeah. those things are going for crazy amounts of money now. Yeah. You know, the operative thing that Rod said though was give Luke a hundred dollars and he has to buy one of these two things. Cause I wouldn't buy either of them with my own hundred dollars. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, Courageous Potato says it is an unmatched pencil experience besides a Wacom tablet. Yep. That's fair. If you are actually into sketching and whatnot, there is a lot you can do as an artist with an iPad. So you want to have like a mobile photography workstation. Absolutely crazy amazing device uh, i'm super into it i think it's a compelling value now let's talk about the m1 equipped imax that come in six different colors that happen to be the six colors of the original apple logo apparently so um yeah smaller bezels have you seen these have you have you seen this have i you have heard about this? Yes. okay smaller yeah. bezels let's talk about the external power brick this is the okay. first, to my knowledge, this is the first Apple desktop machine to ever have an external power brick. Even the trash can, the tiny little trash can, had an internal power supply, did it not? Uh, Am I mistaken? I thought it did. No, I thought it did. Um, I can look it up, though, but I thought it did. I'm pretty sure. Apparently, the G4 Cube. The G4 Cube. Oh, Okay. All right. So that's fair. Yep. There are some old ones, but like, why? So there's a couple. It, it feels honestly, uh, d despite your, your evidence that you've, you've pointed out um, that very, very few have ever had an external power brick. For some reason to me, it feels very Apple to do that. If they could make the design of the device itself, like sleeker, I could totally, if for some reason it, it clicks in my brain that they would absolutely have an external power brick. So then my next question is, why does it need a magnetic cable on a desktop? We're not talking something that you've got at, you know, in the Starbucks or whatever, and someone might trip over it. Because to me, that was one of the big selling points of MagSafe. It wasn't that I'm too much of a smooth brain chimp to plug in a barrel connector. It was just that if someone else is too much of a smooth brain chimp to foot flick when they accidentally hit my cable. And you, you know, the foot flick. Luke, Luke's the one who coined the name for it, but where your foot like hits the cable and you flick up so that you don't actually, actually you know, drag whatever it is off the table. So if someone is dumb enough that they drag my laptop off the table, to me, that was like a killer feature. That could save you two grand, like the first time you go and use it. On a desktop, OP1 says literally all MacBooks have external power bricks. Yes, but we said desktop Macs. Um, like help help me out here. Yeah, I I mean, okay. So one counter that I would bring up with yeah. is is why not? Um, I mean, they're charging a lot for it, so you might as well get some like cool neato features. And like maybe you're you're cleaning under your desk and you yeah. like yoink the cable. It's probably very light and thus very easily accidentally manipulated. Yeah. Um, so I'd rather, like if, I, I'm sure it weighs more than just my non-computer monitor that's in front, or it probably weighs, sorry, I'm sure it weighs less than my non-computer monitor that's in front of me. Yeah, it's um, really So if you, if you yank on the cable, I wouldn't want that really expensive device to just whack into the wall. I guess there's also um, a thinness factor. Where are you gonna put it? Like I've seen external displays mm. that are that thin, but you plug in from the side and there's no way that was gonna fly with Apple. Still, I mean, there's a, there's a hundred other ways that you could connect something. It doesn't have to be magnetic. You could have it go on and like kind of screw onto a thing, or like you could. Oh yeah, like I mean, the, there's a thousand different ways to connect a thing to a thing. 
wasn't it Xbox or Microsoft that started the the like breakaway controller design? I always thought that was really smart. Uh, I think, oh yeah, with the Xbox. I mean, I'm sure the that they didn't invent it, but yeah, that's no. uh, probably one of the more famous mainstream implementations of a yeah. breakaway cable. Yeah. So they could have done something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not against it because why not? I, I, I When I heard that it had that feature, I was like, oh, okay. Like it's it's cool. It's not it's not gonna sell the device for me, but now um, let's it, talk about cool. yeah. the bigger problem. Okay, a lot of people are upset about the chin bar. I get it. People are upset about the chin bar because what modern monitor has a chin bar? Why? And okay, yeah, that's a good point. It's a thing to be upset about because it's so unnecessary. In the interest of making it as thin as possible from the side, where you will quite literally never see it. Apple went and put a big, ugly chin in front of you where you will see it all day, every day. And all for what? To save you, like, this much space on your desk? Like, that's yeah. a, that's a funny thing. When we went from CRTs to flat screen displays, excuse me, <clears throat> flat panel displays, because a flat screen display is a CRT with a flat piece of glass in the front. That is an important distinction. So when we went from CRTs to flat panel displays, all of a sudden there was a significant like desk savings. You know, you could your setup was so much cleaner all of a sudden, and motion on your screen was smeary and horrible. But boy, did you ever get a cleaner desk setup? Here, I, I don't see the difference between this and this, and I feel like Apple is kind of coming at this trend really late. Like for years and years, TV manufacturers kept chasing thinner and thinner. Oh, we made it a millimeter thinner. We made it a millimeter thinner. LG went as far as to make a wallpaper TV. And then I don't know if you guys noticed, but that whole thing has kind of gone away. Like there are thin TVs, but nobody's talking about it anymore. It's not like when you yeah. go to CES, they're like, it's 30% thinner because they figured out that beyond a certain point, I'd say beyond like it doesn't really matter an anymore. inch thick nobody cares because it does yeah. not make an appreciable difference to how you enjoy the product. So I can see why people are upset about that element of the chin bar because they could have just made it thicker. They could have hucked everything on the back of it. Honestly, the one that I'm way more upset about is the lack of ethernet. It doesn't have ethernet on board. That's actually super bonkers. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> How mind-blowing is that to you? And, like, it's not like I don't talk to people where I go, you know, hey, are you, are, you know, your your connection's kind of bad. Are you on Wi-Fi? And they'll say, yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi. And I'll say, can you go get a wire? Because even the best Wi-Fi is not as good as the worst Wi-Fi. Okay, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, but and, and, and I, yeah, there is some really good wireless solutions. But, like, I, I'd also say, like, it's it's just kind of weird because so many like you're talking about calls right and especially in in the, the yeah. current pandemic state so many calls are happening from home devices and these m1 max look like home devices um so to not have that wire connection in it, it's it, whether it's video calls normal calls or streaming um because as much as a lot of streaming started with just games. There's tons of artist streamers and, and yeah. like non-gaming streamers out there now. Um, so to have that limitation just feels super weird. I, there's there's a way to get like a, a dock or something that comes it, with it, right? It comes with the higher end one. So the power uh, brick actually has an ethernet jack in it, which is kind of an ingenious solution to not having to plug yet another wire into the back of the machine. But it 
bothers me a lot that people are going to buy the lower end model, not have an ethernet jack at all, and then I, their nephew, or grandson or whatever, are going to go over to their house. They're going to complain that the internet doesn't work or their phone calls are are bad or whatever. And then I'm going to have to go and go buy like a USB ethernet dongle to hang off the back because it's going to be so much cheaper than buying a replacement power brick. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just really, it's just really frustrating because I know for a fact that the cost of like an ethernet controller is literally like between a dollar and two dollars. It's actually negligible in the context of, you know, a 700, 800, 900, thousand dollar product. So can we just, can we not, you know, can we not save that dollar? Can we just provide it with everyone? It, not everything has to be wireless. And in fact, the fewer items are that are wireless in your house or in your office, the better those wireless things will perform. So if you plug in every single desktop, your laptops and phones and tablets are all going to deliver a better user experience. So kind of whack. I, I'm I'm interested. I've been trying to look it up, but this this power connector that that includes Ethernet. I wonder how they're doing that. I found I found a picture that that shows the the wall side where there's yeah. like the Ethernet jack and the power to the wall. Uh, but I can't see anything on the other end. Is it? It's it's just a single cable that does power and Ethernet. I would guess that it's just some kind of USB power delivery that they're using for the device itself. So then it's no surprise mm. that it would have data channels in it as well. That would be my Got guess. Got it. That makes sense. I'm yeah. guessing right now though. I haven't seen the actual connector, so it would you'd have to have a look at it. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Um. Anyway, you know what? I think honestly, it's white bezels and chin bar aside. I think people are going to get used to that. It's going to be like the notch where it starts out where people are angry and then it becomes iconic or something. And these things are going to sell like absolute hotcakes because what Apple has managed to do with the M1, and we talked about this in our MacBook Air and in our uh, MacBook, or do they call it the Air? I can't remember if it's Air or Pro or Air or non anything, just MacBook. Uh, but in the MacBook Pro that also has the M1 processor, we talked about this in our reviews. What Apple has managed to do with the M1 processor is nothing short of amazing. They have delivered better performance at a lower price. I mean, that's something that Apple hasn't seemed to care at all about in a very long time. It's always been, yeah, better performance, but hey, it comes at a higher price. Like if you look at the introductory prices of basically every iPhone, it always goes up, right? Like the original iPhone. Yeah, uh, for sure. What was the MSRP of that thing? Uh, let me look it was it up. like four or 500 bucks. For the cheapest one. They have literally doubled in price since 2007. My problem with the M1 is that if Apple doesn't kind of surprise me here, or not with the M1, well, the M1, yeah, there's nothing they can do to surprise me. But my problem with Apple Silicon, with their M series processors, is that there's absolutely nothing that you can do to upgrade or change it after the fact. And do you remember when Apple was cool? And they allowed you to use your iMac as an external display for another computer. Do you remember yeah. that? That was awesome, actually. And the and these, I think I know the direction you're going in. These would look kind of cool as displays. Sure. 
and it, whether they look cool or not, just keeping it out of the landfill once the computer is too slow, having it have any purpose whatsoever beyond just being your computer. I mean, honestly, just that, this is a totally shallow thing, but even just having the ability to have two matching monitors on your desk today, if you just buy two of them and use one of them as a monitor, whatever your reason for it is, that was a really cool feature, and I will be really disappointed if it doesn't turn out to be a hidden feature of this one. Because as it is, if anything goes wrong with this thing, it is basically headed to the wood chipper. And yeah, you can recycle certain yeah. elements of it. But recycling is not the best solution. Extending the life of it past just its initial usefulness as an all-in-one computer is by far a better solution than recycling it. So I hope that turns out to be a thing, but honestly, I don't have a lot of hope for it. Um, maybe, maybe someone who knows something that I don't can let me know in the float plane chat. CJ Strong says, if it weren't for the silicon shortage, do you think the iMac would have a new M2 processor? No, there's no way. I mean, with the, with the lead time on a project yeah, like this, yeah. this product has been in development since at least like 24 months ago. Don't kid yourself. So we didn't even know there was going to be a silicon shortage by the time they were sitting down to work on the 24 or 23 point whatever inch iMac. Um, and honestly, Apple so far hasn't really been meaningfully impacted by the silicon shortage because Apple does just an outstanding job of managing their supply chain. I mean, at the end of the day, you can, you can think Apple is a luxury brand or you can think they're a consumer electronics brand or a technology brand, or a services brand. You know, you've got your Apple TV and all that kind of stuff. Their iCloud. What Apple is, first and foremost, is a supply chain company. Because they do it like pretty much nobody does it. I mean, when's the last time you wanted to buy an Apple something and you couldn't do it? Maybe, maybe for the first couple of weeks, after the launch of a really yeah. hot product. Like I think the AirPods were kind of hard to get your hands on for the first couple of weeks. But they recover, like, like you were kind of saying, they recover a lot faster than a lot of other companies do too. Like the Switch or the Wii. And like Nintendo theoretically must have a pretty good set. A little bit of experience you'd think. Yeah, but, but like both the Nintendo Wii and the Nintendo Switch were both horrible like almost yep. impossible to buy for very extended periods of time yep. and then i mean the switch had been out for a while and then it was almost impossible to buy again for a very significant amount of time what was the uh yeah we we fit was practically oh, yeah. impossible to buy yep. for like six or seven months in the pandemic 100 like, percent. wow 100 percent. all right uh we should announce uh something pretty special soon and i guess we're gonna do it Right now, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Hold some on, of one you... sec. Hold oh, on. Oh, uh, I'm getting a call from the president. Give me a moment. Hello, president. Uh, oh, uh, you're. We can hear you. You know that, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He moved away from the mic. Okay. All right. I got a big surprise for y'all. And by the time you're watching this in the archive, it will definitely be too late. All right. Okay. 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 Uh, was the president just calling to tell me to do this? Uh, yes, we yeah. are. We are. We are not going to war. Everything yeah. is okay. That's good. All right. Attention, verified actual gamers. You're not verified yet, 
But if you're actual gamers, there's a chance that in the next short while you will become verified. We have a small WAN show exclusive drop of ASUS Tough Gaming AMD Radeon RX 6800XTOC Edition graphics cards, and we are going to have these at MSRP. Now, please do note, MSRP on this card has gone up a fair bit since it launched due to uh, supply shortages as well as component price increases, but this is still a lot less than what it would be on eBay from a scalper monster who's, who's extorting you, so... This is a freaking sick GPU, ladies and gentlemen. Runs at over 2 gigahertz, has 16 gigs of GDDR6 memory, 4,600 stream processors, a triple fan, 2.9 slot heatsink. It's a thick boy. It's a thick boy. And features ASUS's Axial Tech fans with a zero decibel mode and their Aura RGB lighting. It's got a vented backplate. And I want to thank, before I tell you guys any more, I want to thank AMD and ASUS for supporting the Verified Actual Gamer program, where I promise yeah. them, I promise you, every single card. We've even had people cancel orders, and all we've done with them, we've held on to them until we get a chance to put it in the hands of a Verified Actual Gamer. No one at, no one at LTT, no one on my staff, no one who knows me in person can get their hands on it. This is only people in the community. I've, ha I've had people on staff try to buy them. Like, there are many hey, float plane members that, that can, want to get them. Can one go no. missing? The answer is no. You must pass the gamer gauntlet. You must do it first. They do 144-hour validation on these things for reliability out of the box, which is good because if it dies, the odds of you getting another one are <clears throat> pretty slim. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen. You can go challenge the gamer gauntlet now. LTTstore.com slash the brand of the chip, okay? So who is it that actually makes the chip on this graphics card? Three letters, all right. LTTstore.com slash the brand of the chip. The three-letter name of this show. The format that you are watching. So the hint is that it is not VOD, okay? It's not video on demand. How are you watching right now, ladies and gentlemen? It's a four-letter word. And the number of the month we are currently in. LTTstore.com slash... The company that makes that Radeon chip, three letters. The show you are watching right now, three letters. The format you are watching in right now, four letters. And the number of the month that you are watching it in. One number, just in case that was, yeah. just in case I was unclear. Not spelled out. Just so, in case you were unsure. Great. Good luck, gamers. In the meantime, let's blow through the Apple TV 4K refresh. It's got the A12 yes. Bionic chip. Uh, it's got 4K, 60 HDR playback. This is really cool. This is a really neat feature. So with the Apple TV 4K, you can actually use your iPhone, point it at your screen, and it will automatically calibrate its output based on the idiosyncrasies of your TV with the camera of your iPhone. That's pretty cool, right? That's actually kind of sick. Yeah. Un unfortunately, yeah. because Apple is Apple and didn't you know, think to have it actually interface with the uh, the menu of your TV. It won't work for any other devices that are hooked up to your TV, but it will work with your uh, with your Apple TV. So at least that'll be color accurate. So that's that's cool. It's better than nothing for when you play Fantasian, which I still haven't played because I kind of want to play it on a different platform. So I'm playing Bravely Default <laughs> 2 instead now. Um, oh, comes with yeah. a new aluminum remote. Unfortunately, doesn't contain the U1 chip so that you can find it, like AirTags, which is unfortunate. That seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah. 
And the remote won't work with some games if anyone cares about that. Also, there's a purple iPhone. All right. Do you want to talk about the tile thing? Uh, the tile thing is interesting. Uh, people are mad, and when Americans are mad, they use lawyers. So there's lawyers involved. Um, tile seeks to reinforce ongoing antitrust charges against Apple and the AirTags' release, um, and this may help their cause. Tile sees AirTags as a copycat product. Mm-hmm. I can understand why. No. Um, that, that seeks to squeeze Tile out of the iOS ecosystem. Honestly, when I saw the first screenshot, of the AirTag, I thought it was a tile. Um, Apple recently opened the Find My Network uh, system to third parties in order to head off anti-competitive complaints. That probably isn't going to solve things, though, considering these notes that are following. Uh, The tile took exception to what they call very strict terms and conditions, likening it to a hostage program. Wow, I'm surprised. I'm super surprised after dealing with uh, the the Apple App Store. I'm very surprised that someone would think of it as a hostage program because that's exactly what it is. Uh, This is referring to the fact that third parties cannot use their own apps to control Find My Find My functionality, uh, which is notably not how HomeKit works. Additionally, Apple hasn't fully opened U- oh, it moved. U1 Ultra wideband support to third parties, mm-hmm. making it impossible to compete with Apple devices like AirTags. Very cool. Not surprised. Um, also, crucially, Tile has already announced an ultra wideband tracker in January, but has been unable to bring it to market thanks to UWB restrictions. Um, Apple's responses are basically like, oh, no, this is totally fine. We did some of this stuff before you did, and you yeah. have 90% of the, uh, the market share anyways, so it doesn't matter. We've always um, embraced competition as the best way to drive great experiences for our customers. Yeah, that's just another way of saying go f- yourself. We don't care. Yeah, yeah um, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, there is another consideration. If Apple opened up U1 access to third parties without any kind of validation, there's a lot of potential privacy issues. Like Google also has a UWB API in Android that is similarly unavailable to third-party apps. So as for who's right about this, um, I mean... I don't know. It gets into some muddy legal waters that I don't understand. It's a funny thing because on the one hand, like let's say that, um, you know, YouTube uh, implemented some kind of policy or some kind of business change that made it difficult for Linus Media Group to operate. The reality of it is we built our business on someone else's platform. So now we suffer the consequences of that. And it's not, I'm not saying Tile did something wrong. I mean, that was supposed to be what was so great about the iPhone was that it was this platform where whether you made a, you know, a flashlight app or a level app or a whatever, whatever app, there was supposed to be money to be made in this ecosystem. But then, you know, obviously, if you're Apple, kind of like Amazon does with Amazon Basics. Amazon Basics. Yeah, yeah, if you see something on your platform that's performing really well that you think you could throw a small, you know, engineering team at and whip up in a year or two and then just take all the revenue for yourself, why wouldn't you do it? Because maybe you don't want to be a big hole, but I guess you do. So that yeah, like stems the breaks, right? I yeah, I don't know how the law works here. It seems like kind of a jerk move. Um, 
but I, but that's I, what antitrust law is supposed to prevent. It's supposed to prevent unfair competition. So if you if you on the if on the basis of a of the idea being that this is a platform that um, developers and product makers can can come and participate in and compete in, if that's the idea, and then you come in and you have a first party competitor that has advantages that you don't give to anyone else, that's supposed to be what antitrust law is supposed to address. And maybe it's, this is just my paranoia, but I just, I don't, I don't trust it, you know? Like that's why we built Floatplane. That's why we built a forum because I had no guarantee that Google couldn't just turn me off at some point. And that's a yeah. big part of why we do our everything, uh, all our merch, all our drops on LTTstore.com. It's not like Amazon isn't an enormous marketplace that we could absolutely use. When I called out that ABCs of Gaming is on Amazon, I think that was last week on WAN Show, we sold all 150 copies that we had in stock so fast that Amazon's recommended restock for us was more than we were allowed to restock. <laughs> so this is great. Nick sent me the best message earlier. Uh, here, hold on a second. Let's see if I can. Well, while you're doing that, I'll just say like, I have no idea where the law lands on this or anything like that. All I would say is that I hope if this does go through and they go after and, and, and like Apple takes, takes a blow for this, I hope they look at Amazon. Um, I hope whoever, whatever lawyers they had behind this, take a look at Amazon because holy crap, they've been doing the exact same thing um, and just as bad or worse for years. So yep, it's some yeah. serious scumbaggery, and I'm really not that into it. Now, uh, this is really cool. I've actually got the message that Nick sent me for you guys here. <laughs> uh, can you can you see this, Luke? So no. it says recommended quantity. 828 and then it says we put in 828 and it goes this product exceeds the allowed quantity for standard size storage click the restock limits monitor to view the maximum shipment quantity for the standard size storage it's like you literally you, you told me to get this many of them but when it's a new item amazon only allows so many so they asked us to do what we couldn't do because they told us we couldn't do it. It's like, okay, sure. So it seems as, like a pretty simple thing to, to fix. As, that's weird. as long as you're reliant on somebody else's platform, that's always going to be the way that it is. You want to do something like verified actual gamer program. There's no way we could build that through Amazon. That's something that we were only able to do with the help of the float plane team. And by integrating it into a separate platform like Shopify, where we actually have at least some degree of control and it's not perfect to be very clear. Like developing for Shopify, there's a reason that, you know, it's kind of considered to be half science, half a little bit of black magic. Um, <laughs> what's up, Luke? Uh, just, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's better than being entirely dependent on someone else's, you know, black box. You know what I mean? Yeah, at least they do let you do things like you. It, yeah. All right. So thank you, Verified Gamers. I'm actually just looking at my Shopify dashboard right now, and I think that's probably probably everyone who managed to validate right away has checked out. But I do have good news for you guys. If you didn't get one, we will have an accompanying drop coming do. up with the other 270 
of those cards. There's going to be more. We knew so also, they have not all sold. To be oh, they haven't. Clear. Well, no. okay, but if you're not already queued, there's no way. Um, but we knew that this one was going to be a total mad rush. And that's the reason that we haven't typically done them live on WAN show because we know you guys are dialed in. All we have to do is mention, you know, an available domain name. And within seconds, it's been snapped up and redirected to lttstore.com. So, like, we know you guys are on it, which is why we only did 30. Uh, we didn't want to just, we didn't want to just have them all go to the WAN show audience. Sorry. We have lots and lots of actual gamers out there who don't necessarily tune into WAN show. So we want to make sure that they get a crack at it. Spread the love. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gappy says to everyone that got a card, congratulations. And I hope you enjoy them. Thank you, Metal Gappy. That is exactly what we're trying to do here. All right. Um, SKHS says only 30. That's right. It was only 30. I told you guys, very small drop for this one, but the other 270 are coming. So stay tuned. Not not on WAN show today. All right. Why don't we... Uh, what is going on? What is happening to my... Wait, did I open the wrong... Oh, I opened the wrong browser window. So I was like, all my tabs were like kind of right. But um, sometimes when I restart or if Chrome crashes or whatever, you know how you can open up your previous 20 tabs or whatever? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it'll like do it twice for whatever reason. So I'll have two almost identical chrome windows oh weird and so this one i the one i'm using right now i had like you know gone to the wan show document in my google docs tab and i had gone to the float plane chat dashboard in my float plane tab and all, all that kind of stuff and i accidentally pulled up the wrong one when i moved it out of the way so that i could show everyone that message from nick and then i pulled up the old one i was like all these tabs are right but i'm just what's going on yeah i'm in the wrong i'm in the wrong pages what's going on here uh, in other news, oh, our sponsors. Right, the show is brought to you today ah. by Private Internet Access. Adding a VPN lets you mask your IP and helps encrypt traffic to and from your devices. PIA has reliable service and no bandwidth caps and features configurable encryption with an internet kill switch to keep you in control of your connection. When combined with private browsing, it can make websites think you're in a different country and allows you to connect up to 10 devices at once with clients for Windows, Mac OS, Android, iOS, and Linux. They recently launched a dedicated IP option, so you'll get fewer of those stupid CAPTCHAs, are you a bot, blah, 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 things. And that dedicated IP is not connected to your account or to you, so you still maintain that privacy. Try it out risk-free with their 30-day money-back guarantee at lmg.gg slash PIAWAN. The show is also brought to you by Ridge Wallet. With a Ridge Wallet, you can stop carrying around pointless items in your pocket, like receipts, old hotel room keys, or spent gift cards. A Ridge Wallet is there to help you carry less. It's two metal plates that are bound together by a strong elastic band, so your cards are tightly together but still accessible. It features RFID blocking plates, a lifetime guarantee, and a variety of colors, including aluminum, carbon fiber, and titanium. Those aren't colors, they're materials, but you get the point. And they don't just sell wallets. They have, have battery banks, bags, smartphone covers, and more. And you can use offer code WAN to save 10% at ridge.com slash WAN. Finally, the show is brought to you by Seasonic. They're just good people, you know? Seasonic. It's like, it's like, you know, ocean calm and like sonic boom power. I don't know. Whatever. Great power supplies up to 80 plus titanium efficiency. That's the highest it goes. Uh, Lambda noise level A++. Their talking points are hilarious. Basically means your noise output stays below 20 decibels during operation. So it's functionally silent. 
Um, they feature fluid dynamic fan bearings in some of their uh, higher end models with their premium hybrid fan control. So you can actually turn the fan off when it's under low load. Um, they've got what they call micro tolerance load regulation, which basically just means that when there's a, a sudden surge in demand, you're not going to have your, uh, your voltages dip and stuff like that. And they offer a 12 year warranty on their top tier models. So check them out at seasonic.com or on Amazon at the link down below. They should change their tagline to that. Which one? Seasonic. We're just good people. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're just all right. I mean, you know? it might not all be good. Maybe some of them are Maybe. total crap heads. Uh, so <laughs> these are super cool. Guess who makes go-karts? I don't have a single clue. <laughs> okay, Ninebot. Ninebot, Ninebot. Ninebot makes a go-kart. This is the Ninebot Go-Kart Pro. And Who's... oh, Segway? Yeah, they bought Segway. So it is a drift monster and we got four of them. It's got like these super kind of slick back tires and then like grippier front ones. Uh it's actually powered by a uh, the rear wheel rear wheel, rear wheel drive. Uh, four different modes, so it'll do up to 23 miles an hour in race mode. And uh, what was the other? Aerodynamic rear wing. Okay, that's not much of a feature. And then it no. actually converts into, where is it? You can pull out the drive unit at the back, and it converts into, what is it called? Like an S, S a something or other? S? Uh, yeah, a 9-bot S? I think it's 9-bot S. Yeah, one of these things. It's crazy. This thing what is crazy. So I brought it home uh, for my kids to try. And to, okay, to be clear, I don't recommend this. This will not be in the email. Um, in the email? Or in the email, in the video about it. But this is so funny, okay? So this is me uh, ripping down our street with my daughter in my lap. Oh. Hold on a second. Why is my, uh, my auto-rotate not on? Because I'm some kind of monster, I guess. Hold on. Okay. Let's see if you guys can hear this. Why is this? Why wow, is that's wow. Why that drift it, is awesome. Why does it not default to have audio? I freaking, I kind of hate this thing. Okay, so we're ripping. Is it, uh, is it lagging? <laughs> Man, the expression on her face. When we were just like ripping down the street, man, there's not many sounds that are more pure joy than a little kid going fast. <laughs> and probably the cutest thing about it was at each speed, I would take her and she'd be like, go as fast as we can. We'd go, we'd rip down in a straight line. And then um, I'd get back and I'd be like, can I tell you a secret? And she goes, yeah. And I go, it goes faster. And she's like, <laughs> and she'll laugh. She'll be like, can we do it? I'm like, okay. And then we'd go, we'd rip, and it'd be like, was that fun? And she'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, let me tell you a secret. Okay. It goes faster. <laughs> and she'll just laugh like that. It's so <laughs> funny. Man, little kids, man. It's uh I'm not gonna try and sell you on it, because I know you got, you know, you got your thing, you got your thing, but it's it's I'm I'm into it. Hold on, this is I think I think I have one of those here. 
Oh, why is the sound off? I hate you so much. Okay. Linus, say cheese. Oh. Oh, no, never mind. I think uh I think we didn't catch that anyway. It was it was super funny. Um, so yeah, super cool. We're going to have a short circuit coming where we rip around in the parking lot. And the thing is, guys, I actually wanted to talk to the community about this because I don't know exactly what to do with it. Like, <laughs> would you guys watch a review of a go-kart? Like we could have can, Alex and Jake like, give their go, thoughts, you know, like they know what's up. Yeah. Yeah. You could go way over the top and like benchmark it. I mean, like, we could. Like, I, I don't know if you could find one weak enough maybe you could but like you could like dino it man i don't even know if you could dino it but uh we could definitely do zero to 60 well i mean it doesn't do 60 it maxes out at like 37 kilometers an hour zero to like that. 35 yeah zero to you know zero to 20 miles an hour or whatever like yeah. it really has some kick off the line it does about 1g of acceleration according to the spec sheet but we could verify that obviously um andy is actually really good like when we went to the local indoor go-karting place, he was like him and Alex just put the rest of us to absolute shame. Okay. YouTube chat is pretty much unanimous here. They're like, yes, do it like a car review. Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. We could go totally over the top and just, we have four of them. I wonder if you could convince um, like a local go-kart place to let you like pit it against theirs yeah maybe maybe our go best like, driver like against traditional yeah your yeah. best driver interesting okay you know what yeah we'll consider it we're definitely going to do the short circuit uh we could do a channel super fun or something like that that'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool uh but otherwise maybe we actually do it in the style of our car reviews or something like that the challenge with that though is we have a lot of cars lined up. We're supposed to be doing one every two months. That's our target, which we obviously haven't done so far this year. We haven't shot anything yet this year, but we've got a ton of stuff lined up. I think the next one's going to be the Taycan. And from there, it's going to be like one after another, after another, after another. There's so many electric cars coming out right now. Um, Livin says it would get roasted by a two-stroke cart. I mean, it depends. Maybe in a straight line. But remember, this is electric, son. Like, when you're coming out of a corner, this is not... And there's a lot of that on go-kart tracks. Yes. That's basically how a go-kart track works. So, I don't know. You might not actually be right about that. Now, and if not, that's still an interesting story. Like, it, it doesn't have to win for it to be an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other things I promised I'd talk about. So, I might be doing a PC build with a basketball star. And I'm talking like NBA, like an actual, like yeah, what? Okay, like household so, name. So how did this happen? Uh, it was actually one of the hardware partners that we work with, who is working on a thing where they want this basketball star to do a build. But I think the idea was that I'm there to come in and act as kind of like a, a guiding hand, and okay. make sure that a, it's like entertaining to watch and B it's um, it's more educational. So the way yeah. that I see it, I actually had a call with this person today and you know what, until we've actually shot it, I don't want to guarantee anything because life happens, right? Like stuff happens. It might be no fault of their own. Maybe they can't do it. And I don't want to put them in an awkward position where, 
all of a sudden, you know, I called them out saying they would they would build a PC with me and then they don't do it and they, you know, get pressured or whatever. I don't want anything like that. But I had a call with them today and I think it's going to be great because um, the guy's personality is like super chill, easygoing, um, genuinely wants to learn. Like this is cool. not about yeah. like me building a PC for him. We're going to do it kind of like ROG Rig Reboot, but in reverse. So instead of him being on the call and me being the hands, he's going to build it. And I'm just there to coach him through it. So when we're done, he will have built his own gaming PC. And honestly, the story is great because he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I've always been kind of into console gaming. But with the lockdown, it's like I thought maybe there's another world out there. And I kind of started getting into PC gaming and... I really like it. Now I want to build my own PC gaming PC. I'm stuck in hotels all the time because travel and COVID. So let's let's do this. And I'm like, this is great. Heck yeah. Because what I like That's about awesome. it is this is like like an everyman PC build. And I don't mean that in the sense that like a star basketball athlete is an everyman on a basketball court. But when it comes to building a PC... He's an everyman, okay? So I talk about this a lot, where it's really easy for the PC community to be really kind of, you know, look down your nose at people who don't even know what kind of DDR goes in the motherboards for this socket. You know what I mean? But you got to understand, for most people, they spend their life doing something else, whether it's being focused on cooking or family or 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 work or they're really into you know uh home renovation and construction whatever there's a thousand other things that they know better than you do and this is such a perfect example of someone whose life has clearly been about something else and so he's going to come in and he's going to ask every stupid question that everyone else has and they're afraid to ask and because he's someone that is already looked up to for his for his skill, for his ability, for his hard work in some other area of his life, I think that's going to make the whole scene more approachable for other people. And that's what's making me really excited about it. For sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, oh, well, if he, who's obviously a literal actual master of this other thing, has to ask this dumb question, well, now I don't feel dumb. You know what I mean? And so that was what the meeting today was, was about us getting to kind of talk a little bit because I don't encounter a lot of like, you know, basketball stars in my daily life. Uh, and I think the same probably goes the other way for tech nerds. Um, <laughs> so the idea was that we get to know each other a little bit and I got a really good vibe that he's going to be down to just ask the dumb questions and have me explain it like I'm five so that everyone else can not have to feel like that. And so I thought that was super cool and I'm really excited. I'm really excited to work with them. Awesome. Um, there's a note in here. I highly suggest getting Titanfall 2 on Steam. Yes. Oh, this yes. is from you. Okay, it's this $10. This is from me. Okay, wow. so it's it's 10 bucks, but that's that's not even the biggest point. So I haven't talked about this on, on the show too much, but I, for me, I genuinely think the single player from Titanfall 2 is the best single player of any shooter I have ever played in my life. Like, hands down. And I've pretty much played basically all of them because I really like single-player shooters. Um, 
I have said this a lot, and basically everyone puts their nose up and then just ignores me to the point where I have basically sat multiple people down and made them play the damn game so that they can experience it. It's pretty short, so it's not too it's not too bad to do. And so far, every single person that I have done that with has then co-opted my opinion on the game. <laughs> okay. So it's just 10 bucks. I think you should try it. The story of this game is freaking tragic. Back in whenever the heck when they released it, it was released right in between. The, the, these other games were released like a week apart or something. I don't remember exactly what, but it was very close. COD and Battlefield. Yeah. It was released right in the middle of those two. Huge And mistake. with no advertising. It was terrible. And yeah. it's an incredibly awesome game. Since it's been added to Steam, its player count has been blowing up. So if you want to check out the online scene, it's very popular right now. Cool. And if you only bought it for the single player, that price is absolutely worth it. So please try it. Yep, it's yep. an incredible game, and that that studio—they're the guys that made Apex. A lot of the people that come from that studio came from the original Halo games. You can imagine that they might make a pretty good single-player game. Um, it's yeah, it's good stuff. Check yep, it out. You're getting a lot of backup in the Floatplane chat here. So Titanfall Dude, 2, guys, like, ten bucks on Steam. Yeah, and the 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 reviews, the recent reviews are over, overwhelmingly positive, and the all-time reviews are overwhelmingly positive. Like it's a fantastic game, and it it deserves more. So check it out. All right, we've got another kind of topic that we need to talk through. Um, out of nowhere, a Canada Computers employee is blowing oh, a whistle yeah. on the company's alleged substantial stock of GeForce RTX 3000s that they are refusing to sell despite having taken back orders. Um, the allegation is that many stores have stopped getting new shipments of 30 series GPUs altogether. Why? After it became... Oh, we should have totally done this topic before the Verified Actual Gamer program dropped. Probably, uh, but that's okay. The why is after it became clear that the GPUs would be in short supply, allocations that should have gone to stores or would have gone to stores were apparently held at head office for a new custom build program. Now, here's the thing. Margins on GPUs are low. Like, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret here. Hold on. Let me bring up my Shopify dashboard. Okay? So, our sales today... Uh, with those 30 cards that we added to it, that, so that's $1,000, right? Times 30 cards, that's that's $30,000. That's a lot of money. But get this, even though our revenue today, hold on, let me look at yesterday, is up substantially, our profit is actually, oh no, uh, I only look at this on mobile, and the layout is slightly different on... <sighs> I've become that guy. I only look at it on... Uh, I only look at these reports on my phone. Uh, okay, yeah, so our profit today is... Let me check against yesterday. Da, 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 da. Wow, just over half, even though our sales are much higher because there is no flipping margin in graphics cards. So... Why are why is Canada Computers allegedly holding these cards and headquarters? Well, because if they sell the graphics card as part of a system that has other components they can actually make money on, like cases and power supplies, Fans. then they can make way more money as a whole because they're the ones that have GPUs so people can buy their systems. Now, because there's, there's people that there, there's a a strategy that's being pushed by the community, actually, which is to buy these systems and then flip the other parts. Now, allegedly, these builds are hastily thrown together to mean more service calls. I don't know if I would necessarily buy that. 
And the OP says that head office wants to end back orders full stop and just do builds. Now, here's a hot take. There's a hot take and a half. Okay. Luke. Yeah. I have personally with these two hands walked into the back and hand allocated incoming graphics cards for systems. I have done it. So f what? Well, I think the issue here is that they're on, yes. like they, they have accepted orders, yes. right? Like it's a bit different. So that's the difference. That's what we're getting into. Okay. So when I was at NCIX, I would not have done that if there was already an order for the product. NCIX did a lot of things wrong, but not honoring FIFO was not, at least in the time that I was there, was not one of them. So FIFO means first in, first out. Your first order in is your first order out. And one of the things that NCIX didn't do well was that they would actually take people's money on back orders where they weren't 100% sure when it would come. But the redeeming quality was that when the bloody thing came, at least you got your part. They also didn't have a very good system for like, if we had an EVGA KO and an EVGA SSC and the KO was way back ordered and the SSC was only like 10 more dollars and we got a ton of these and we had a ton of back orders of these, we wouldn't Unless it was super bad, super allocated, it was done very manually. We wouldn't say, we wouldn't go pull these and say, okay, hey, we need to contact all those guys, see if they want to upgrade for 10 bucks. That's something they didn't do a good job of either, but at least we did FIFO. So here's the problem, is that Canada Computers has taken these orders and they are allegedly sitting on thousands of dollars worth of paid back orders that, can't, uh, that can be fulfilled, but they won't even they won't do it because they're waiting around for people to buy an entire system. A now deleted custom SOP outlines the following. All custom build packages with a shortage item are final sale. Defective exchange can happen only within the first 30 days of purchase. Parts can't be greater than 45% of total cost. So you can't put a $900 GPU in a $2,000 build. Builds what? must have CPU, motherboard, RAM case, and storage. And custom builds must be 100% paid for before the parts will ship. Okay, that I understand. We're gonna that makes sense, and... of course. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. Anthony actually has a hot take in here, too. The shop I worked at pulled parts off the shelf as needed for new builds. And most people expect CC to do this, too. It wouldn't be controversial if these were SI allocations, but they are retail cards. But I guarantee this is more common than we think. And that's a very good point because one of the big final pushes that sealed the deal for me on doing verified actual gamer program was the RTX 3060 launch. NVIDIA told me, there's lots. Board partners told me, there's lots. Retailers told me, there aren't any. And I kind of went... Now, <laughs> NVIDIA's response to that was, well, hey, you're probably talking to like rinky-dink shops. And I was like, you think I'm a idiot? I, I don't know. I don't know where to buy a graphics card like what kind of answer is that obviously i know where to get a graphics card like thank you very much um <laughs> so no something went wrong hence verified actual gamer program i mean i don't know i don't know maybe maybe nvidia cares maybe they don't uh i did invite yeah. them to join the verified actual gamer program and they politely declined so 
I don't know. I, they also have probably their own separate reasons for not wanting to work with me, but uh, what, whatever it is, whatever it is, uh, hey, we're going to have a Radeon drop coming in the next little bit here. 270 cards, RX 6800 XT. Um, so thank you very much, AMD, for actually giving a shit. And, well, I guess that's it. I guess that's all I can say about that's that. That's it, yeah. What I would probably say is, there, is there's, there's, we're fairly certain there's more bad going on behind the scenes than this. Yeah. And, and this is a bit more, while I think it's still a problem because of the, like, they're, they're already backordered by customers thing, I have no issue whatsoever with, with companies taking stuff off the shelf in order to build systems. If that thing isn't sold, who cares? That, that means nothing to me at all. I don't think that's yeah. a problem in the slightest, and I don't think anyone in the community cares about that either. But if they are already sold, they shouldn't be taking those things and putting them in systems. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's, there's more going on than this. That's, yeah. that's where we'll leave it. And I think that's where we're going to leave the show today. Thank you very much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Wait, I think I said we were going to talk about Project X Cloud, but we didn't. Uh, yes. uh, uh, okay, it's in beta on PC and iOS. Game Pass Ultimate subscribers will be invited over the course of the beta. It's browser-based with support for multiple leading web browsers like Chrome, Safari, and of course Edge. There's no firm date on when the service will go live for everyone. Allegedly, it feels like xCloud on Android, so you can expect latency and input issues. It's running similar to what the Xbox One S has, which is Jaguar 8 core. Blah, 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 blah. Load times are rough due to hard drive. Why would they put a hard drive in it? Okay. And <laughs> also the Series X and Series S are getting AMD Fidelity FX. Um, wow, that's cool. Which narrows the gap between a PC version and an Xbox version. That's cool. Man, Xbox. They, man, Microsoft is just like, oh, no way. They removed the Xbox Live Gold subscription requirements for multiplayer and free-to-play titles. Yes, Dang. I thought it was some free-to-play titles, but I'm not. There, I'm not maybe it, maybe it is all. I'm not, I'm not. There are going to be a lot of shrieking children in microphones over the next little bit. I'm, I hate to oh, be an yeah. elitist, but man, when Team Fortress Two went free-to-play, that game died to me. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. It, this. It was a different. Floatplane knows it's a different community that pays for a service. Yes. It's just, is. Floatplane is highly aware of that. <laughs> yeah, they're they're aware of just the difference in community. All right, let's go ahead and get through some super chats then. Robert Mail says Lola Bunny collab confirmed question mark. Um, you know, no, you know, the Lola Bunny redesign is totally unacceptable. <laughs> we can't we can't stand for it. Rise up, gamers. Can can you even you know, I'm not even gonna uh, you know what? I'm just gonna say that whole thing ridiculous. And then yes. I'm just not going to say anymore. Uh, Grizzly Garage says, there's only one man who can break into Apple. Tim Apple. Wait, what? I don't, okay, I don't get it. Tim Apple, get um, it? it yeah. yeah. Okay, Luke, regardless of what, of what anyone says, keep that moustache. Oh, no, we were going to acknowledge <laughs> it. Um, Gamba says... I mean, it's actually been exhausting trying to <laughs> ignore it the whole show. It's in my sight line. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Whew. Okay. Gamba going. says Fox Finance <laughs> to the Moon. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds like probably spam that I probably shouldn't have read. Uh Charles uh. says, Linus, less repairable isn't necessarily awful for the environment. Less repairability leads people to upgrade to more energy efficient devices and makes devices more durable, extending their lifetime. Huh. Profits business guru says saw your stream talking about Amazon how complex it is we specialize in this and bought three tumblers to shoot some optimized Amazon photos for us 
who can I reach out to at LTT to talk about your Amazon store? You could just reach out to uh, uh, LTT store support, actually. I don't know. Maybe they'll want to talk to you. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> man, since when are the super chats like other businesses reaching out to me about stuff? Tails says, this is my first super chat ever. Love your work. Watched for years. Also subbed on Floatplane. Keep it up. Hey, thanks, Tails. Um, hey, thank you. Funny Hat says, update on the Rio PMP 300 bounty. YouTuber DankPods appears to have one. Yeah, uh, DankPods, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we already have one, but thank you very much. Uh, I found out what happened with that. DankPods did reach out to us, and it went straight to spam. Colton sent me a screenshot today. So DankPods, uh, you got to find out why your email is going to spam, dog. I don't know why, but we, we didn't block you or anything. It just was automatically flagged. Um... Nice, John Bray. Love it. It's a cool story, bro. Z-Storm, as a daily driver of the Note 9, are you aware of the green tint issue that Exynos variants develop after updating to Android 10? No, and I don't have an Exynos variant, so I probably won't see it. Uh, spleen be gone. Tried to get one for a friend that just built a computer. Looks like I missed out. Have $10 instead. Oh, thanks, spleen be gone. Uh, DBZM says channel super fun lap time stop competition. Yeah, I'd love to do like a channel super fun thing with it. Maybe we could like rent an indoor track. Uh, you probably could. Theorica says bought a used 2060 from an angry parent today off Craigslist for its original price. I get home, turns out to be a 3060. I called, they did not even care. I'm so happy. I feel the need to throw money at you guys. Don't <laughs> off mom. <laughs> I would say I feel bad for that kid, but from the sounds of it, the kid didn't buy it. So, wow. Don't um, piss off mom. Obscure Paradox says, first time catching the stream live, massive fan, ever considered doing XOC? If so, happy to lend all the equipment. What the devil is XOC? Like EVGA's overclocking software? Or. Yeah, that's what. That doesn't make much sense to me, though. I wonder if you done typoed your $20 super chat, dog. <laughs> That's a little awkward. Um, it's a Mayan word for fish. Okay. Could Bill Gates build a gaming PC? Hmm, says Leandro. That would actually be a very fun collab. I'd be super down to do it. Extreme overland camping? I have Heck no yeah. idea. Not a clue, dude. People are trying to guess the NBA player that we're going to collab with. I will not confirm or deny until we have actually shot it. Uh, Denis Martel says, got a 5900X and now a 6800 XT. Thanks. You are now officially verified gamer programmed out. We are allowing duplicates on CPU and GPU, but we are not allowing duplicates on two of the same no. thing. So, yeah. So you're allowed to win twice if they are entirely different products as, in, as in, entirely different product sections. It's not a duplicate. You don't get to get two CPUs and two GPUs. Yes. Correct. One CPU, one GPU. Oh, people are like extreme overclocking. Oh, like dry ice, liquid nitrogen, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's one of those things that's never really appealed to me. Me neither. Hot take. Um, yeah. I just don't care. It's so, like I'm into impractical. I would even, I, we have done a phase change build guide before. But to me, if it's something that you have to continuously top up, it's just not um, it's just not interesting. Uh, like it's interesting in terms of I'll look at other people doing it and I'll be like, whoa, great result. That is so cool. And I will genuinely mean it. 
But do you guys have any idea how tedious it actually is to actually do it? Like oh, all yeah. the little oh, yeah. minutia yeah. of, you know, adjusting this stupid thing and this other stupid thing. And yeah, I just, I just can't care. I'm sorry. It's not to run 24 seven. He, that, that's uh, the point. Right. He knows. That's yeah. why I don't care. Like yes. to be clear, it's not that I'm not crazy. I literally ran a chiller as a daily driver. I took a like, you know, two foot by three foot chiller with my gaming PC. Okay. My E6600 overclocked to like whatever the crap it was. I took it to a LAN party. Okay. They had to get a separate circuit for my station so that it wouldn't trip the breaker. It was very kind of them. But I daily drove it 24-7, baby. If it ain't 24-7, I just don't give a shit. That's just all there is to it. I'm sorry. And that's it. I'll see you again next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Bye. Oh, we've got people asking if all the cards are reserved. Oh, yes. Quite quickly. We knew that this is going to be the most dialed in possible audience and they were going to be moving as fast as possible um robert adams says if an nba player is collabing with you it's obviously going to be a bench warmer who's got a maximum of 15 seconds of career playing time on the court what is the point of tuning into a channel to say something like that and they, they want to contribute to you and make you uh, a bigger and better creator uh, but they also want to belittle you so they can feel better about themselves. Unbelievable. All right. Nice. Well, um, see you later, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, this is for the person that asked if there was a queue after Linus told people that it would be too late by then and that they should just leave the queue. It was still at over 2000 people in, in line. Yeah. So there's definitely a queue. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah.